Hello, and welcome to Ready and Newman's Daily Podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready & Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Hi, this is Rahul Reddy. Today is uh, April 14th. The time is about 11.30 a.m. Reddy Newman PC has been conducting conference calls from past 10 years. If you have any questions, please raise your hand. And if you're a newcomer, please let our team know and put your camera on. If you're a newcomer, please raise your hand and put your camera on. Let our team know that you're a newcomer. Priyanka? Thank you. Um, so... Um... And my question is, and thank you, Rahul, for this call. My question is, uh, my parents-in-law came here in February. Um, their visa expires in June, and we did um, book their return flight for 18 June, the day their visa expires. Uh, but um, with the current conflict happening in Ukraine, we have to change their flight ticket. And the airline says that we might have to push the ticket by a week. Um, would, do you think there would be reper- repercussions? Not they repercussions. There will be repercussions because when you oh. extend it, they will okay. not be available for biometrics and they will deny it because they were not here for biometrics. So okay. that will have negative means. Then that will cancel their passport visa. Okay. And uh, if they cancel the passport visa, uh, it automatically gets canceled if the B2 extension gets denied. Then they have to apply. So if I were you, I would pay the entire amount rather than deal with all the legalities. Right. So just refund the ticket or um, uh, I'll just send them before that date, basically. Yes, that is right. Okay. All right. Perfect. Thank you. Vamshi? Hi, Rahul. Um, can you hear me? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, hi, Rahul. Uh, so my question is, like, I'm currently working on H1B and I have my mm-hmm. 40 approved with my employer A. And uh, uh, last year, I got an offer from another employer. Uh, like I started working with them, uh, an employer B with an, a concurrent H1B, which got approved for the next three years. Nice, nice. So I'm, I'm con- currently working with all both the employers without any hassles. And last year, I have been to India for a couple of months while I'm working. And I heard that, like, uh, and I came back up, uh, from India and I started continuous to work, like how I'm regularly for working. For both the companies. Yes, for the, both the companies. Yikes. Uh, Okay, so, go ahead. Yeah. So post to that, I just recently heard that while I'm drawing the, when I was asking uh, with my employer, the, uh, B, for the W2, the concurrent H1B employer, uh, I heard that someone was saying that like, if I go out of country, my H1B, concurrent H1B would expire automatically, which I was not aware of. And also the lawyer was not aware of from that uh, employer B. So now we are struggling how to run that W2s. Should I get the W2 for the whole year? I want before? you to, I want you to speak with me privately. Sure. Make an appointment, speak with me privately. Sure. The reason is that when you when you when you come back, though, mm-hmm. the problem is there is no way the system mm-hmm. will allow you to work for two companies. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. 
so we were not aware of that and because we got an appointment not knowing you is not an excuse yes i got that i'll i'll set up okay. an appointment with you rahul yeah. okay thank okay. you next person please joel joel yeah yeah i'm i'm speaking sorry um hi rahul thanks for the call um so my i140 was approved in february um and my 485 was submitted I'm, I'm last april i'm getting um, assistance from your phone i got told i can't hear you sorry i can't hear you properly I can't hear you properly. I am. Um, I can't hear you properly. Yeah, can you now? No, can you try to come back again? We'll give you a chance again. Next person, please. Can't hear you. Raisni. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Can you speak a little bit louder, ma'am? Yes. Um. So my question is about student visa F one, and I had my F one expire in November of twenty nineteen, and now mm -hmm. I'm renewing it. So what my... do you mean expire? Expire F one. F one never expires. Are you speaking about the passport stamping? Yeah, the stamp expired. I'm. St I was still a full time student. Okay. so now i'm in the process to renew it to get another stamp because i'm traveling to india so i have i need another f1 stamp to come back and the interview i have been waived the interview so i just have to do the drop off and i just want to know what financial documents i should show them i'm on opt i'm applying for post completion opt for one year and i'm a resident at a hospital you don't need to show any financial documents ma'am the financial documents is only when you're coming to join the college right now you don't need to um okay even though it is a f1 opt because the mm -hmm. document let's say i have to show some financial documents if you want you can carry the bank statements but they're not going to be that interested in those things okay uh, one more question so the visa fee that i paid i paid in 2019 but the visa fee is still working for my 2022 appointment so i know it expires in one year but mine is still working and it didn't tell me to pay another fee so is that okay or should i call the consulate and make sure i will try to email them to make sure if there's any problem with it if they say it's a problem then you'll have to pay the money extra otherwise i'll stick with it okay thank you next person next person please deepthi hello hello rahul thank you for taking my question i uh, like currently i am an h4 and h4 i'm working on h4 ead also i have a gc ead and ap but i have a plan to travel india on gc ead and ap but once i come back is it okay to extend h4 ead h4 with uh, my husband along with my husband h1 extension you can you can extend it ma'am Okay, and also sorry for another question. I have two more questions too. Uh, my husband and me is planning to travel together, but he is he is planning to travel on H one 
I am planning to travel on EAD and AP. Is there any problem in port of entry? No, ma'am. Absolutely not. Okay. And if I get H four stamping and come back and H four in case if I didn't use my GC and EAD now, is that still valid or can I use in future? Yes, ma'am. It's you can still use in future if you want okay. to. You see. Yeah. Thank you so much. Next person, please. Vishnu Priya. Uh, hi Rahul. Um, I'm on H four EAD. Uh, I was working on H four EAD since 2015. Recently, my uh, during the visa renewal process, my husband got uh, uh, RFE for his H one. So I'm I'm having my own business, and I have been uh, doing it since 2018. And uh, I'm, I'm, um, I'm. Did you guys file the 485 application? No. You said that you had been using the H four EAD from 2015. What's your husband's prior to date? Uh, 2013. Why did not you file the 485? Because he switched employer and uh, the labor. Okay, got it. Got it. Okay. So now I have an S corp. I want to keep the business running. So is it possible to add a citizen to my S corp? For now, I am the only uh, employer. I mean, uh, sole. I was sole proprietor. Now it is S corp. Single, em single. What to say? Single member. Can I add a citizen uh, into my? Yeah, you can. You can give the. you can hand over the citizen for a while until you get an ead and let him mm -hmm. let the citizen control the business mm -hmm. you don't get involved in the business make sure you have good documentation that you're not involved with the company in that period of time and once you once you get an ead you can get back to your company uh means like uh, you mean handing it over them completely for a while or just adding them as that part that is right no you have to hand it over because you can't be involved in the company Okay. Okay. Hand it over, and how long uh, should I file a paperwork with you, or how does that work? Not with us, but with the CPA. CPA. Okay. 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 And uh, does your husband know that he can he can file the four eight five with the previous company if the previous company cooperates? Uh. Yes. Uh, yes. Actually, I uh, they are not cooperating with us. Okay. That's fine. Just want to make sure. So how Next long person. does the labor takes now, uh, Rahul? Six months. Six months. Okay. Thank you, Rahul. Thank you. Bye. Kiran Kumar. Hi, Rahul. Um, both me and my wife's uh, uh, adjustment of statuses are pending, and my wife is on her H four EAD. Recently, she got a, a full time job with a client with an with an employer in Wisconsin, but we stay in California. Do we have to um, pay the taxes for both? Uh, state taxes for both uh, California and Wisconsin. I'm sorry if this is out of an ordinary question. Um, we we go with the rule of butts. Wherever your butt is sitting, that's where you're supposed to pay taxes. Not in not the Wisconsin state tax, right? No. If she's not going there, she's, she's not physically not going there. If she's in California, you have to pay state taxes of California. Okay, one more question though. My my um, CPA messed up my taxes actually this uh, this time. He had some issues and uh, he there were some corrections that were supposed to be made. Um, is it okay if we make we already filed our taxes but they're incorrect? Is it okay if we do the amendments after the 18th because they're so busy? I'm just worried. Yeah, you can you can do actually, the correction after 18. Okay, it wouldn't actually uh, impact my adjustment of status or H1 or anything like that, right? Yeah. No. Okay, thank you so It much. That's all I needed to know. Thank you so much, Rahul. Absurd. Next words. 
Yeah, hi Rahul. Good, good afternoon. So basically, uh, my H1 got picked up. So I have a quick question upon LCA. So while filing an LCA, uh, currently I'm working from home. So in LCA, uh, do we need to like uh, have the place of employment with my office location and uh, my home address? Uh, where are you working at? Uh, currently, I'm working from uh, Connecticut. My office location is in uh, uh, Boston. So, like, but you will be working. You will be working at Connecticut, but is it right? Yes. And is that, so that location is there in the LCA. Yeah. Uh, like I am asking a question. Like, do I need to uh, fill that part in LCA? Okay. We normally recommend people to have the home address if you're working from home to have the home address and the office address. Okay. Is it absolutely necessary to have the office address if you're not going to work there? It's not. It's as a defense because tomorrow, if you want to move to office, then you have mm -hmm. to file an amendment. But if you have both the address, then you don't have to file an amendment. Okay, sir. So basically, when I change my home address later on, do I need to file AR, AR11 form or do I need to file amendment upon it? AR11 is different than LCA. You know that, sir, right? Correct. If you change the address, is the address going to be like very further away or within 10 miles? Very further away. How much further? Like basically another state actually. Well, another state, like for example, you go to DC, five miles is another state. So you need like, to tell me. Like basically uh, Connecticut will be my work from home. And if I distance, move to Chicago, please, distance, please. 500, distance. 500 miles. Uh, then you have, you have to file an amendment. Okay, sure. And uh, okay. like, yeah, sure, sir. Thank you. And apart from that, I have like quick question upon uh, F1 visa as well. So for F1 visa, if a student is coming on August and uh, he want to transfer to the college in the month of October, which is uh, which, which is starting of a new semester no. for other college. So do I do he need to transfer? Like, wait until one semester is over before they transfer. Okay, so initial transfer is not not problem. no, no. It will be frowned upon. Next person, please. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much. Praveen, uh, thank you, Rahul, for taking my call. Uh, I have a question regarding F one. My son applied for F one in August last year, and still it hasn't been approved. Now my question is: Is he eligible for the premium processing? If yes, when can we do the premium processing? And do you have any lawyer in your company who can do that for us? Uh, the premium processing is not initiated yet for the F1. It is going to be initiated pretty soon for it. And uh, we don't know when it's going to be. Most probably it happened before September. Um, if the premium processing is initiated, you won't need any lawyer map. It's going to be a very simple form to do premium processing. There is nothing we do as a lawyer. We just fill one form, hey, convert this into premium processing, sign it and send it. You don't need any lawyer for it. And and if he doesn't get his F1 approved until November, because he's on H1 currently and his H1 will be expiring in uh, in November. So then will he be able to continue the studies? He can. Um, the new rule says that, uh, that is he in H1 or H4? He's on H4 dependent. Yeah, yeah. Previously, the rule was that he has to apply for a transit visa called transit B2 though from H4 to F1. Now they change the rules right now. He doesn't have to maintain the H4, H4 status even once he files the F1. So he's in good shape. If he becomes 21 also, he's perfectly all right. 
and and how long after f1 he can apply for cpt because he's been on h4 studying on h4 for last two semesters and i don't know when f1 will be approved as as soon as as soon as he get the f1 approved though he has already completed one or two semesters two semesters before so he's yeah. eligible for cpt perfect sound good thank you so much i really appreciate next, your help next person please sandana uh, hi rahul my i94 is valid till april 19th uh, i'm on h4 and we have applied for extension and uh, my h4 extension was approved on uh, april 5th i have received only i797c i didn't receive my i797a and i94 wait 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 ma'am i797c until what day is your h4 expiring um my h4 expires on april uh, 19th i know you said that is... you said that you received the i797c mm -hmm. when is it expiring 2025 i got approval okay. till 25 did you use a lawyer to file the h4 yes uh -huh. did you check with a lawyer if he received the i797a no you check with him he he receives it okay any other questions mm -hmm. that's it he receives i797a you receive the other one ma'am so check with him he will have it okay sometimes okay. it takes one or two days extra for him to get it okay. next person please uma uh, hi uh, hi ragul uh, uh, good afternoon uh, this is uh, selva kumar lakshmanan have a question uh, we are traveling for uh, india for the may h1b stamping Uh, but my H4 dependent uh, stamping, I uh, mean H4 uh, H4 dependent, uh, no approval petition approval is still pending. Do we need to cancel uh, uh, my uh, H4 dependent uh, approval no. uh, before uh, leaving to India? Absolutely not required. If you cancel, she will be out of status. So you can, she can go and apply for the H4 while the H4 is pending here. She will be still granted the H4 stamping there. okay but my company hr told because uh, your uh, since it is uh, as per law as a new law i don't i'm not sure about it actually uh, if you are while going the last minute you can send out an email to the uh, uh, the usas i would not even waste more 5 minutes for it okay 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 so okay. there is no need of uh, to cancellation yeah, because you, that 5 minutes can be that she is violation of status who knows what <laughs> they will implement if you oh. want to you can withdraw it after you go outside the country but i would never do that i'll just go get the stamping and come back next person please okay thank you vip hey hi hi can yes, you hear me yes sir uh, hey uh, yeah i yeah i just have a question uh, yeah so i mean uh, this thing in h1b and my own uh, i140 is approved so uh, i wanted to ask about that 30 day rules to mexico canada i'm not sure so i want to uh, so i have to travel outside the country for work so uh, but i don't want to go to india to get a stamp i have an expired stamp an h1b stamp which was my second h1b stamp it expired in may 2020 where so, are you wishing to travel uh to europe okay that 30 day rule is not applicable for you okay but so is it like can i go to mexico and get a stamp so so what is that automatic revalidation is just automatic revalidation is only if you are 
instead of going to Europe, let's say, for example, you're going to Cancun, Mexico. Okay. Then you don't need a passport visa to come back into the United States. If you're going to Toronto, if you're going to Vancouver, you're coming back within 30 days, you don't need any passport visa to come back into the United States. But if you're going to Europe, it is, the land has to be adjacent, okay? The both land, Canada and Mexico, this is USA, this is Canada and Mexico. Europe is not adjacent to USA. So you have to have a stamping to come back. Okay, but but how do I go to Mexico and Canada? Like, do I need visa to go to Mexico and, Mexico and Canada? Like Mexico is, allows online visa. You can just apply and go there. Oh, but okay. What, but your purpose, if you're, what is it you're trying to do is my question. Don't yeah, tell so, me, ask me all the law. Yeah, so my purpose is to get a stamp without going to India. So that is my purpose, to get an can, H1. So, third, um, third country nationals are allowed to get the stamping in Mexico and Canada. So you can apply for a visa stamping in Canada and Mexico. But the 30-day rule is not applicable once you go for visa stamping. If you get the visa stamping, you come back. If you don't get the visa stamping, you have to fly from there to India. Oh, okay. But would you advise doing a stamping? Because I have done all my stamps like in India before. But for you can now. you can you can go to Mexico or Canada. It doesn't give you any more advantage though. India has a drop box available to you right now. So I don't know why you want to go to Mexico and Canada though. It's just easier than you know taking all because yeah, but it's, it's more riskier there too right now with the drop box in India. But that's up to you. You can do so if you want to. Okay. Next person, please. All right, thank you. MSK. Hey, Rahul, can you see me? Yes. If you're a newcomer, let our team know you're a newcomer, guys. And put your camera on. Go ahead, MSK. Yeah, so uh, I have my EB3 adjustment of status already uh, pending with my current employer. And uh, so the perm we filed is, uh, is uh, uh, you know, eligible for EB2 as well. So uh, I want to, so EB2 dates are moving uh, also, right? So we want to file EB2 adjustment of status too. So... Can I file both at the same time uh, with my current employer? You mean to say you file EB2, I-140 and 485? Or do yeah. you mean to say while the 485 EB3 is pending, can I do the both EB2 and EB3? Yes. You can do so. Absolutely, you can do so. So that's that's going to be interfiling or it's a refiling? No, scenario? you have two situations. You can, if you want to interfile, though, first get an I-140 approval and then do interfile. Okay, and the refile, Under it, it is the refile one, right? If you want to refile, you can file both of them together. Okay. So when I file both EB2 and EB3, is that called refile? Or is it a separate filing? EB3, you already filed it. Yeah. EB2, are you filing for it for again? Yes. Or only yes. I-140? If you're filing no, I-140, for it for... I-140 and 485 concurrently. That is, that is considered as refiling. Okay. And can I do like premium processing for I-140 uh, in this case? How long it's been that the labor certification has been approved? Uh, more than six months before. You can do, uh, you can file, I want you to recommend to file it and then convert into premium processing after you get the receipt notice. After the receipt notice yes. of I-140? Yes. Okay. okay. All right. Next, next person, please. Rohan? Yes, hi Rahul, thank you for uh, your call. Um, so I'm actually on an H-1B visa um, and I'm applying for a green card based on marriage. 
Um, <clears throat> so I wanted to, uh, so I, I actually came into the US on an F1 and now my, uh, I, sorry, my I-94 is on F1 and on H1B. So in the I-485, which I-94 should I be putting the information from? The I-94 number is the same. Um, but it's asking for port of entry and it's asking for expiration date. So port of entry is from the F1, but expiration date is from the H1B I-94. Port of entry will be F1, expiration date will be H1. Got it. Okay, thank you. Next person, please. Beagle. Hey, hey Rahul. Uh, thanks for the call. So uh, my question is, I am uh, having approved uh, I-140 in EV2 and EV3 for company A. And uh, I am working for the client. What's the priority date? The priority date is October 2013. EV2 so, and EV3. Did you file the 485? Yes, I have a, I have EAD now. So in EV3, I down, uh, downgraded in 2020. And now I have a um, EAD uh, and advanced parole. So my question is, you know, company B, like our client, they are offering me a good opportunity. So I want to move with that. But looking at these EB2 date moves, yeah. right? So, so yeah, you may get stuck in EB3 if you move to the client, though, okay? Yeah, so my question is, so um, uh, I think my date would be current in next month, maybe in June, right? So because it's now September 2013 in EB2. So if I file with my current company, right, uh, interfile with my current company and then switch, so does that 180-day cycle resets? We don't know where they came up with this 180-day rule when you file a 485-J uh, interfiling. We don't know where they came. Mm -hmm. we, I will say that you will, if they implement the law, I think so you have about 50% chance that you may get stuck with EB3. Okay. So you, what you would suggest? If, I, if I were you, I would interfile and then move. So interfile and wait for 180 days, you mean? You, if you don't want to take any chances, wait for 180 days. If you want to take chances, then you move after interfiling. Okay. So okay. how do we how do we come to know? Like uh, we don't know. We don't know where they came up with this rule. They came from thin air. Okay. We won't come to know. There is no official rule on that. How do we don't even know if the EB two is accepted? There is no way we can know. Okay. Even if mm -hmm. 180 days passes, are you on EB2 once you do the interfiling? We can't know that. There's no way for us to know that. That's the reason some people are choosing to refile and their application. Okay. Yeah, but I think uh, I, my wife used EAD for her work. So I, I think... Yeah, I really... then, then, yeah, then you should do it. I, if I were you, I would interfile and then mm -hmm. choose your option. You want to move right now or you want to move after 180 days. If you move right now, I would give you 50% chance you will get stuck with EB3. Okay. But but we don't know whether EB3, where EB3 will be in the next six months. That right? part, you are as good as I am. You might be better than me, I'm guessing. Next person, please. Okay, thank you. Srinath. Uh, hi, Rahul. Uh, thanks for taking my question. So, uh, Rahul, I went to India for the vacation. Uh, the another company has filed H-1B transfer while I was in India. Okay, uh, I came to USA on my current employer A. Uh, 
okay the next day uh, employer b petition has been approved with the old i94 here are my questions if i i, I have changed my so, mind so so right? you you have mm-hmm. you were working with company a yeah then you filed a transfer to company b you went to india came back in company a company b h1b got approved after you entered into united states yes the petition also okay. filed while i was in india was it approved with i94 or without i94 Uh, it is approved with i94 okay what the petition uh, petition has filed while i was in india uh, but uh, i came to us on h1b because the petition was not approved the next day when i came to usa petition was approved with old i94 okay mm-hmm. so uh, if i don't join company b okay the new company will it be any impact to my current employment of a because uh, by i94 got messed up right I, i once i came to usa there is one new i94 generated but the next I got day the point. yeah i got i got now let me ask you this question yes. which company forget about it if legally allowed which company you want to join company a or company b so currently uh, currently i am staying i am working i wanted to come, stay with company a only you can ignore what happens with company b you're good okay and second thing if i wanted to join company b uh, i was suggested to uh, re enter the usa or uh, refiling the petition okay so to refile the petition can i uh, is that employer is allowed to refile the petition with old lca uh, the lca was uh, uh, I, i didn't i didn't get the question okay if i wanted to join company b okay uh, the new company so uh, i was suggested to re enter the usa uh with your uh, employer b petition or uh you have to file with uh, you have to refile the petition uh, we just go to mexico and come back yeah uh, here i am i would like i am uh, my company b wanted to refile the petition can they refer the old lca yeah they can use the old lca old lca and come back okay yeah. okay so refile the petition okay yeah thanks okay. next person please Anu? Uh, hi, thank you so much for the opportunity. Uh, recently, we got a, a 485 approval in EB3 category, but uh, my concern is that uh, our priority date is not current in EB3 category. Uh, however, it is still current in EB2 category. And on the approval notice, the COA says E26 category. So my understanding is that even though our date is not current in EB3... Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. So you said you guys have both EB2 and EB3. Yes, we we downgraded to EB three in but December. But it's current in EB. But it's current in EB two. Yes. You, in, they they have an authority to approve in EB two. Uh, but our four eighty five in EB three category got approved. So is that a concern for us? Or no, but no, no, no. But on the green card, it says EB two. Yes, it says. Does, does it say E two E twenty six E twenty six? Uh-huh. You're good. You're good. Okay, so I have just two more questions. So, what will happen to my EB two application that we also refiled in February twenty twenty two? They will administratively close that application. So we don't have to notify the USCIS or anything. You don't have to notify. No, no. Another last question: Can we travel to India like immediately? I don't see any problem in it. Uh, and also, can my husband quit his job if he wants to? Like for for if he he wants to travel to India for can, four months, can he quit or does he have to he, wait a certain amount of time before? He quitting? can quit, ma'am. Okay thank you so much that that's that's great and thank you for the opportunity uh 
Last caller today, guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thanks, Rahul, for your suggestions and team for your team. So I have a follow-up question on on the saddest video for H would be with multiple doing multiple contracts working with an employee every doing two clients. So uh, my H one is do you? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Can you repeat again? What? So I'm working for an employee and doing two contracts. Um, mm -hmm. So I have a follow-up question on that. So mm -hmm. my. Uh, the client, uh, let's say client X and Y. So client Y is asking for full time. So can I do a full time by doing concurrent filing with that uh, client Y and keep my existing H1? With Normally client Y will not be interested in, will not be interested in full time. Uh, sorry, concurrent. Oh yeah. yeah. So, so normally, normally will not be. So I was suggesting to saying that I'm near to my priority date, which is 2015 May. So, so what you could do is you can have client Y file a H1B. You can have the current company file a concurrently filed H1B again. Okay. You see my point? So client uh, employee A with concurrent H1 and my client Y doing his normal H1B. No, 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 wait. Right now you're working for company A with two clients, right? Now, so the company that you were working, let's call it as company A. Yeah. Company Y is the end client. Yes. And they want to hire you. Yes. And you want company Y to file a concurrently filed H1B. Yes. They normally don't file a concurrent H1B. You it. see my point? I got it. They want to do an H1 transfer because... Uh, right. So what I want you to do is that let the client Y file a H1B transfer. Okay. You take the receipt notice of client Y. You go to company A. Tell company A to file a concurrent H1B. Okay. You got my point? I got it. I got it. I got it. In that way, you don't lose the job. You still continue. Okay. So, so my I could still get an uh, I could still work with employee A doing contact with client X and doing a second H1 with client Y with us full time. You're good now. But, so, uh, but I can't do a concurrent H1. If let's say they want to do a concurrent H1 with client Y. Client, client Y. Yeah. yeah. That's fine. They can do that. Because they, they, they won't. Yeah, I was, they can I was, do that. They can do that. But, but my fear is that, you know, the practicality. That's the reason no, I was to. I understand okay. that. I understand that. So thank they, you guys. Uh, yeah. Thank so, you guys. Um, any, any more questions? Yeah, one more question. So my uh, extension on uh, with employer A is due for uh, like in uh, November. So so let's say there are two H ones that get filed, or that one is extension. Wait, 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 wait. Your extension is to which which way you are going? If client Y is filing an amendment, a current concrete H one B. Yeah. I, a, a company can file extension. Both can go at the same time. Absolutely no problem. So, when, so let's say the client Y do a concurrent H1 and client employee is trying to do H1 extension. Do they need to mention that they are doing concurrent H1 again over there? No, company A doesn't have to mention. Okay, got it. Got it. Thanks. That's it. Thank you guys for coming in. The next conference call will be tomorrow at 3.30. Uh, Thank you for listening to Ready and Newman Daily Podcast. We sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. 
For more information or if you want to make an appointment, check out our websites, rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com. Have an awesome day.